Hi, welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren. In a time when we are learning to lean more on each other, we are doing this because we want to explore ways to live out our faith every day, even on a beautifully ordinary Tuesday afternoon. Hi, welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren. I am Wren. And hello, I'm Ben. We are so glad that you're here, and we hope that um, the next little while will bring you peace and a bright spot in your day, and we're glad that you have decided to hang out with us. That's right. Thanks for joining us. Well, um, we are recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. That's where the name, uh, part of where the name came from for this podcast, Uh, and we're recording it after um, some pretty intense events here in the United States over the last few days. And we, when we started this podcast last year, we really, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, wanted to have a podcast that was a source of hope, a bright spot, a joyful moment in your week. Uh, and so Ren and I have been talking about what does that look like when we're in moments of crisis, um, like we are right now. And I thought uh, maybe one of the best places we could start with this conversation and still have it in a hopeful way Uh, is actually by beginning with a podcast, I mean, a a blog that Ren wrote this week. Uh, Ren has a blog, and you wrote a pod, I mean, uh, (laughs) I keep saying that. (laughs) You wrote a blog, um, all these made-up words from the last few years. (laughs) Uh, You made a blog about, or you wrote a blog about treading water. That's what Mm -hmm. it was called, right? I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that and what you wrote about and why you wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, my blog is called crookedzen.wordpress.com. Um, I think um, Joan is going to put that in the in the show notes if anybody's interested. But yeah, the the pl- blog post that I wrote this past week was called Treading Water. Um, you know, I I am a person who is not comfortable with confrontation. Typically. I, I do have a lot of feelings about things that happen, but I don't typically like to discuss those outside of, um, you know, maybe with my husband or, or somebody really, really close to me because I just feel like it's a very private thing. However, um, the events of this past week have affected all of us and hit home with all of us, I believe, um, to the point where um, I did write this blog post, and and the gist of it really is for me is the the metaphor of treading water. I, I actually had a dream that I was in the middle of this deep blue, beautiful ocean, alone, treading water, no land anywhere in sight. And I recall very distinctly in this dream just feeling not um, not afraid per se, but more. I felt really concerned, and I felt tired, and I felt weary and unsure about what was happening next, what direction am I going in, when am I going to get to land and feel safe. And um, I felt like that was really, that was the way my brain was handling everything that happened last week um, in our nation's capital. And You know, I I feel like we're all maybe feeling that way to a degree. You know, the pandemic has been very um, fatiguing. You know, if that's even a word, fatiguing, I don't know. But um, we've all gotten to the point where I feel like we, when we have to handle one more thing, it can be a lot. And um, this is the way that, 
it helped me to sort of get this out, to write about it, and I hope that others who read it will will find some um, some comfort there. I don't know, but yeah, I, I, it's tough. It's it's just so hard to know exactly what to say and how to how to move forward. Yes, um, you know, one of the things you mentioned in that post is something that's been heavy on my heart since Wednesday is a lot of the imagery that we saw from the Capitol mm-hmm. was um, people erecting crosses yeah. alongside signs that say Jesus saves. Yeah, um, There was a whole lot that happened that was wrapped with the language of mm-hmm. Christianity um, in a way that does not reflect the person and teachings and life of Jesus um, in any way. Right. Uh, and so in your post, you mentioned, it was kind of, a, if I remember right, it was kind of a, how did we get here mm-hmm. question of, <laughs> um, how did we, yeah. how do we get to this place where something that, something that seems so far from how Jesus lived is, is, appears to be supported by people who, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be um, harsh with my language here. So people right. who are claiming to be yes. um, yeah. uh, people who follow Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. It, it bec- I'm like, how, how did we get here? You know, Jesus was, uh, I think I also mentioned in the blog post, a conversation that I had with our youngest daughter, um, who's 20 now, you know, about, you know, her viewpoint and, I just she's a very wise young woman and I respect her opinions and she you know she said Jesus was a radical mm-hmm. you know Jesus flipped the tables over and mm-hmm. said what are you guys doing this is not right and he he walked every single day of his life with folks that no one else wanted anything to do with and not because he thought that was the quote-unquote right thing to do, but because that's who he was. That's all he ever, that, that's, all he, that's all he wanted to do, he, you know. And I just can't imagine how we've gotten so far apart from that that he is now um, equated with something as violent as what happened last week. Yeah. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. And and so I think it's really here's a here's a good spiritual practice, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is beneficial at any moment in life. Um, is to first be still, mm-hmm. detach yourself from all of the noise, get a paper and pencil. Uh that's that's my preferred, or you know, if you want to use notes, the notes app on your phone, that's fine too. But write down the things that you know about Jesus that make Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. So you mentioned some of those. Uh, Welcoming, setting a table Mm -hmm. for people who have been cast on the outside. Yes. Abundant love and grace and mercy. Yeah. Jesus was someone who gave up his rights yeah. Laid down his rights is actually the word that Paul used to live amongst us and be with us. And even when he was treated unjustly and unfairly, mm-hmm. 
to the point of death, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Right. Grace upon grace upon grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so much compassion. Yes. You know, if we could show um, a pinky finger's amount of compassion as compared to the way Jesus lived his life, we would be in such a better place. If we could just remember that, you know, in, in spite of our differences, I think we're so divided right now that, like we were talking about earlier, it's almost like we're not capable of listening to each other. Yes. And that's a scarier place to be than we're not choosing to listen to each other. And I think that's one of my bigger concerns that I'm, I'm seeing from the last few days. Yeah. Um, your blog post that you recently wrote has a lot to do with peace. I wonder if you'd like to talk about, talk about that a little bit too. Sure. Yeah. Um, I also have a blog on the, the hopesparta.org website. That's our church's website for Hope Fellowship. And um, we've been kind of going through the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week, before all this, we uh, I took a moment to, to kind of reflect on what peace is and what true peace is. And I think that plays in here uh, because reconciliation is a powerful word in the New Testament that's often used to describe the, the ultimate goal of what God is up to in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, in Colossians, Paul says that God is bringing, reconciling all things together in Christ under heaven and earth. And that word reconciliation has a really deep connection to peace mm-hmm. for me because um, you, can, you could look at a situation like we're in right now in our culture um, I wouldn't even say attached to just the events of last week, but <laughs> all the things that oh, brought yeah. us to this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you could look at our culture right now and just put your head in the sand or try to avoid it or ignore it or think it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, you could make the choice to never have to confront the things that are going on in your life or in the world around you and always default to what about isms or... Mm-hmm. say both sides <laughs> in all areas of life and never actually come to any reconciliation within yourself or with your neighbor. Um, and churches, um, I'm, I'm a pastor, so I feel like I can say this, churches have been fanning the flame mm-hmm. of divisiveness instead of being places of healing and reconciliation. Um, a pastor friend of mine, Joel Simpson, in this in this area said we need to be more concerned about right relationship with each other than with about being right. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And that, so I, peace, shalom, wholeness, mm-hmm. healing, that begins when we actually listen to each other. Yep. Um, when we actually begin to sift through the things that we're thinking and feeling and we're frustrated with and get to some of the root reasons of why you'd want to go to the Capitol in the first place <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and have a talk about those. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like that's what Jesus would have done, is would have asked some good questions that would help us get to the bottom of who we are. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know that this is something that can happen when we are amongst people that only think like ourselves. 
Right. Somehow churches need to be places where we can extend grace to everyone, mm-hmm. allow all sides to contribute and share, and find ways that we can find reconciliation and healing amongst ourselves and then yeah. carry that into the world. Yeah, I, I'll i be the first to say that, you know, I am a person who typically, you know, I shy away from the controversy, but I there's an old phrase that you can only poke a bear just so many times mm. before the the bear turns on you. And I feel not so much like that, but that comes to mind with me. Um, you know, I can sit back and watch things happen and I can have strong opinions and I can feel a certain way and I can do little things in my life that I feel like are um, good things to do. But there comes a time when you really have to, you have to stand up in your own way to help be part of the solution rather than just hoping there won't be a problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what peace is. Yeah. That's that's working for peace. Yeah, and it's hard. It's really hard for some of us, you know. Um, But, you know, hard things, you know, we've never been promised that we wouldn't have to do hard things. That's right. You know, I think that's why in the Beatitudes, Jesus says in the New Living Translation, blessed are those who work for peace. Mm -hmm. They will be called children of God. Because that's what Jesus did. He didn't just sit off to the side and say, man, they sure are a mess down there. (laughs) Hope they work it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) He came down to go through it with us. Yeah, that is... Wow, that's really good to remember. He came down to go through it with us. Mm -hmm. Are we going to be willing to do the same? Mm. I mean, the easy answer is yes. We've got to see if we can put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. Um, I really, really pray that we can and that we will. Yes. May it be so. Indeed. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's it's a hard conversation, but it's it's necessary, you know. And you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like you and I are here with dispensing answers either. No. This is a this <laughs> oh. is a conversation in progress. Yes. And um, I, I think that's a, I think that's also a key to listening to each other is we're 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 working through this. I'm, mm-hmm. I do not have a doctorate degree in <laughs> any of these things that we're talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, we we. Gosh, we don't we don't have the answers, but we I think it's good, you know, just to keep conversations open and you know, make room for the answers to come from wherever they come from. That is the key. You know? Yeah, that's a really good point. That is the key. So here's to here's to keeping your ears and eyes open and listening and looking at listening to and looking at one another um, as yes. we move forward. So yeah. let's talk about the question you started last week. Okay. What is something that happened in the last week that was that brought goodness into your life? Was that the question? Yeah, was that it something was something like that. that? Was, yeah, yeah. That's re- yeah. Okay. Uh, something that happened that brought goodness into my life. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, I love my music, and um, I love music from, you know, lots of different places and times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Early seventies is 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 kind of like where I like to park 
mostly, but I was having a conversation with my brother, which was really nice because we don't talk to each other that often. And when we do, it's, you know, it's a few minutes. We talked for 20 minutes and he was recommending an album from 1968 by Harry Nilsson. You might know Harry Nilsson as the guy that sings the everybody's talking at me, blah, 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 blah. It's from like Midnight Cowboy, this movie. You may not know. Anyway, and Shane was like, I always, <laughs> I always thought that was Jim Croce. I'm like, no, Shane, da, da, da. And so he had listened to this whole Harry Nilsson album called um, Aerial Ballet. Long story short, I spent, you know, 45 minutes Saturday evening with a little candle burning, listening to that whole entire album. And it was great. It had really short, whimsical, nonsensical songs mm. that were fun. And then it had these really profound songs that sounded familiar that I hadn't heard in years. So that brought me a lot of joy. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, for us, I would say, uh, so it's in, here in Sparta, it snowed on mm. Friday, which is just the best time for a snow day because it just sets Yuck. you free to enjoy your weekend, mm -hmm. to rest and play. So lots of fun snow play outside. Um, and then our snow day tradition in the Gadden household is to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, um, wow. Uh, and we didn't, we didn't make it through the whole thing, but goodness, those movies, what, what a good picture of hope in dark times those movies are. Um, mm. And there is, uh, I'm not going to pretend like I can say it off the top of my head, but there, there's a little speech by Samwise mm -hmm. at the end of the second movie about hope and about, about those heroes of old that could have turned back but kept going on hmm. even when things are hard. And it, it hit different this year. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was, it was what, what, a, what a great series of movies and so great to enjoy it with my kids. And how long does it take to watch those three movies? Uh, they're, they're a That's solid. That's a better part of the day, yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so we, <laughs> uh, uh, we watched them spread out over um, and we only made it to the end of the second one and watched them in kind of like hour chunks. Gotcha. So none of us, I think are sit down and watch three hours at a time. Yeah. Folks. Wow. I have not seen, I have seen one of those. I, I think I saw the first one, but I probably need to need to um, set some time aside to give those a chance. Anna and I watched a silly movie Saturday called while you were sleeping Sandra Bullock rom-com from the mid-90s. Yeah, I, I, I Man, do know that one. Man, it was good. <laughs> it was really well done. I don't even know how we landed on it. and But anyway, there's that. It's not even in the same ballpark as as the Hobbit movies. I did not mean mean to compare at all. But there's uh, no ballpark. There, it's, no. it's all good. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Do you have a song this week? Something you're thinking about? Um, I... I, I do. Um, so Kyla, my wife and I actually sang a song at Sparta UMC in church, uh, together oh, for did the you? first time in years. Well, she sang, I played the guitar. Um, and we, uh, Kyla found the song called build my life. Mm -hmm. Usually not like Christian worship songs usually aren't my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this one has the line, I will build my life upon God's love. And that is, um, that's a lyric I can really get behind. Sure. Oh, very cool. Well, I'll have to get on um, YouTube and find that so I can listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my song for this week is, it's, it's not an unhappy song. It's a great song, but I feel like in light of what's 
transpired over the last several days, I just, this song just sprung to mind. I hadn't heard it in a long time, but it's Doctor My Eyes by Jackson Brown. And if you look up the lyrics and read them, they are really, um, they really are good for what we're handling, I guess, as a community, as a world. Um, and it's it's just a it's just a wonderful song. His his catalog of music is second to none in my book. But um, so yeah, that one. I'll look great. it up. I've okay. never heard a song from him that I didn't like. Yeah. So he's yeah mm, yeah so good. Um, how about quotes for the day? Um, I have a quote that um, Kyla actually found and shared with me that I just thought was so great. It's from John Muir, who was uh, mm-hmm. you know father of the national parks. Uh, here it is. Everybody needs beauty as well as bread, places to play in, pray in, where nature may heal and cheer and give strength to body and soul alike. I love that. It's, I can just, I can just, I can just feel like standing on a, a high mountaintop when you think of a quote like yeah, that yeah. and just the breeze blowing in the blue skies. That's really nice. So my quote, um, being that it is January and gosh, we are in, you know, in this divisive time that we're in, I'm reminded of um, Martin Luther King Jr. and the way that he chose to live his life. And the quote that I um, have for today is that the time is always right to do what is right. Really short, but gosh, you know, that's, that has a lot of meaning. And if we all just take take the next five minutes of our life to think about, even just think about doing good things. You know, karma is a thing. If we're enough people are having good, positive thoughts, it really does make a difference. It's a good place to start. You tend to do the things you think about. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. (laughs) That's a whole conversation (laughs) in and of itself. It's true. And it it bears remembering, Mm -hmm. you know. So, all right, well... Here's to a cheerful week ahead, and people, love your people. That is something that I thought about today on the very short drive I have between where I work and where we record this podcast. People, love your people. Let it, let it ripple out and get bigger and bigger and be the thing that makes a change. Amen. <laughs>